Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Prophetess Dawn, and I want to welcome you to Moa's Ark, where you know that God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. I am preparing for you all another podcast um, uh, today that I'm going to publish, and most likely I'm going to publish it in our uh, Our Family Lives Matter um, group. I may publish it uh, on my page as well, but I want to make sure that I am reaching those that God has sent me to reach, and I'm delivering the message that God desires for me to deliver. On yesterday, um, I tried that Facebook Live, and I, I love Facebook. I love all of the mediums, all of the the tools and communication uh, tools that are out there for social networking and things like that. But for some reason, I just felt like I was off kilter. Uh, I couldn't get my momentum. I just couldn't shake myself and get it together. And primarily because I like to be behind the scenes. I want to be behind the veil. I don't want to be out front and, and being videotaped because I get kind of animated. Sometimes I like to shut my eyes and shake my head. Sometimes I like to rock and do all of these things. And, you know, that may not be as presentable on <laughs> on screen. So, Uh, I was struggling yesterday. I was struggling a little bit. um, And I believe that that hindered the Holy Spirit from really coming in and doing what God desired to do. So I decided today, um, this podcast, this broadcast that I'm going to do, I'm going to do it through the means that I am comfortable with so that I can deliver to you all what I feel like God has given me. And see, yesterday, I kept looking over at that uh, uh, count to see how many people were watching and how many people had joined. And and now that I'm, you know, as I'm talking through it, maybe I'll use that Facebook Live as more of an interactive, you know, type medium, you know, where we can get on. And if the family wants to get on and we talk to each other, uh, we can we can broadcast it or stream it live through Facebook Live. Uh, we do have that Zoom uh, Zoom set up so that we all can get together and we can be on live. Uh, so so I'm, I'm going to think about doing it that way. But otherwise, if God gives me a word, if there's a message that I want to deliver uh, that, that I feel like God has given me, I'm going to use this medium because it's easier for me. I can go back and forth with my notes. I can, you know, like I said, shake my head, close my eyes, rock like I like to rock and get my, you know, get my momentum. I don't want to say my mojo because we ain't no mojo over here. Well, maybe, you know, but I I, I just got to get my rhythm and get my groove. And I don't feel like I had it yesterday. But I feel it today, all right? And maybe it was the time of day too. But anyway, let me get into the message. Let me get into what I want to deliver uh, to the family this morning. But before I get started, I just want to tell you all, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you as you are. You can only be the best that you are in this very moment, the worst that you are in this very moment. I pray that God will increase in your life. I pray that God will enhance you in every area and every 
every aspect of your life. God is a God of purpose. He has a plan for your life and he is a real and living God who is right here with us even now as we prepare and endeavor to grow together spiritually and according to God's will, his purpose, and his plan. Amen? All right, so let's get started. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. So I said we're going to talk about bitterness on today, and I share with you all that, um, you know, I just like being in my zone. I like being in my zone, and that Facebook Live was not my zone, not just because these lashes are on hump. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, these lashes are thick. Uh, But I thank God for them because once I get them shaped up, oh, they're going to be pristine and, 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 and just beautiful. But anyway, not just because of that, but because I just kept, there was a battlefield in my mind yesterday. It was a battle going on because I kept looking over, uh, to see who had joined and who didn't join. And, you know, all of the thoughts and memories of, you know, doing this for the family and, you know, what are people going to think? All of this stuff was just going through my mind and flooding my mind. And I just had to separate myself from that and come in here so that I can deliver the word that God desires for our family to have on this day, on this day. I believe with all my heart and all my soul and everything that is within me, that God has called me to the family for such a time as this, for this season, not because I'm right, not because I got it all together, and just like uh, Moses, not because I was uh, an eloquent speaker, charismatic, or anything like that. He called me because there is a need. There is a need. There's a gap. We need to grow closer to God. We need to grow closer to God. Am I saying that you are not close to God? No, I'm saying from a holistic perspective as a family, we need to grow closer to God. And I'm bold enough, bad enough, and big enough to come and do what God has called me to do. So those of you who can receive it, get it. Catch hold to it. Grab hold to what God has for you in this season. I guarantee you one thing. I'm going to tell you the truth. As sure as you can hear my voice, God is going to bless you because he is using me as an instrument, a vehicle by which he is delivering the promises to his people. And those are, are uh, we or us who are associated with this family. God wants to bless us. He wants to draw us back to him. He wants to draw us back to him. And I am so grateful and thankful. And I put this out there to those of you who are spiritual leaders in the family, the matriarchs, the patriarchs, those of you who have been walking with God, who have wisdom, who have knowledge and understanding of who he is. Come on, take the mic. Take the mic, pick it up, speak to the family, help us so that we can grow spiritually. And I don't want to leave the young people out. God is giving you all a word as well. God is a holistic God. He does not think the way that we think. Um, 
the other day I was talking to one of my babies and she she had asked me a question about something that I did and she thought it was associated with something else and and it, it, it boggled me just for a moment just for a moment because I was like well well, hold on, you know, maybe, maybe I should, shouldn't have done that. Or or why would, you know, she think that I meant that and, you know, things like that. But God reminded me that just like his thoughts are not our thoughts. See, (laughs) we think that we can think on his wavelength. We think that we can think the way that God thinks. God showed me that my thoughts are just not her thoughts. I don't think that way. I don't process that way. And, you know, not, not that she's, you know, um, uh, her, her level of thinking is any less than mine. I'm just saying that, you know, in that instance, it was an opportunity for me to reflect on the fact that God don't think like us. God does not think like us. So when he says, Dawn, I need you to go and I need you to draw your people who are my people, those that I love, I need you to begin to minister because the gift, the anointing, the mantle that rests on your life is for the family. It is for the family. I thought I came up with something catchy and cliche and, you know, nice when I said I wanted to adopt the, um, the name of my great grandmother, the name that she affectionate, affectionately used as she uh, was uh, as she parented and nurtured her family, uh, they called her Moa, which meant Mother Noah, you know. And she loved her family. I was um, able to experience that love. I was able to experience her hugs and and her soft, soft skin and just the love that she had for my father, which trickled down to us. I was able to experience that love. But over the last couple of years, when I, um, you know, just just had the ideal that I wanted to to take over this grandma name and then here I become a grandma and I get to walk in it. I thought I was coming up with something clever, but God said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I want to show you something. I called you to your family. I called you to this unit and this is why I've been searching all over, <laughs> but couldn't find nobody. I've been searching and trying to find Lord, who, 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 who have you sent me to? I've sent you to the family. So I just want y'all to know, walk with me, bear with me, but I'm going to carry out this assignment. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I pray that it is a blessing to you. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? If it's not, you can easily walk on by. You can pass by what God gives me for the family. You don't even have to receive it. But I pray that you will be the first partaker of the blessing that God is bestowing for us in this season. I want mine. I pray that you get yours. One of the things about me, and I'm talking now. <laughs> I'm talking now. I ain't even got to my message. But one of the things about me is that I I express my love and I show my love to the family by <clears throat> cooking. I like to serve meals to my family, but I like to do it in excellence. So I only do it one time a week. I do a big Sunday uh, uh, dinner, and that Sunday dinner is equivalent to most of the time. Now, lately I've been slowed down, but most of the time it is equivalent to a grand feast. I love to feed my family, and then we always have leftovers, and uh, these jokers over here don't like to eat 
leftovers. But anyway, I love to feed my family. And I see the same in this ministry that God has given to me for the family. I am here to feed you. I am here to feed you. And and I want to give you an abundant feast. I want to give you an abundant feast. So uh, like I said, walk with me, bear with me, and join with me. All right. So we're going to get into this word and uh, we're we're just going to do what God has called us to do. All right. I love you all. I love you so much more than anyone in this world. I love my family. I love my family. All right, so like I said, we're going to talk about bitterness. We're going to talk about bitterness. And so many of us struggle with bitterness. And if we're not careful, we will allow that thing to consume our lives. We'll allow it to consume our lives because, you know, rightfully so, some of the reasons that we become bitter you know, and I'm, I'm standing here raising my hands. You know, some of us, we, we got a right. We got a right to be bitter. You know, those who we trusted to uh, care for us and to lead us and to guide us. Those who were in positions of authority, who misused and abused that authority. There are family members who have suffered through physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse. You know, so many things that we have gone through in our lives and so many experiences that have caused us to be bitter. It's caused us to be bitter. And and as I taught yesterday when we were... in Ephesians, and we were talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And we were talking about those things that are not of God. And that bitterness is not of God. It is not of God. And life and circumstances and situations will cause us to be bitter. Because if you are repeatedly abused, eventually, I mean the best of us, eventually is going to become bitter. But what bitterness does is it causes callousness in your heart. It prevents you from being able to feel. And I was sharing with my sisters the other day, we got this little group thing going on. uh, And and (laughs) I'm laughing because half of us that get mad at each other. So it's really just, it's, it's two here. And then you got three there. You got one, you know, one-on-one there and, and so forth. We so fragmented and segmented and I'm laughing, not at y'all now. So don't get offended and stop listening, but I'm laughing just because the enemy is just so stupid. But eventually my prayer is that eventually we go back to the love that our parents taught us, right? We, we had to love each other. We didn't do nothing else. If we didn't do nothing else, we didn't have to like each other, none of that, but we had to love and look out for each other. That was what my parents instilled in us. We didn't have a choice. We did not have a choice. Oh, you got an attitude with such and such? Go sit on laps. (laughs) Y'all got to play all day together, you know. So stuff like that is how we were raised, but now because of situations and circumstances, we have, and when I say we, I'm including myself, we've, we've, we've estranged ourselves from each other. We forgot 
that we love each other. We forgot that we are one. We're one. We are one. The one that was created by R.T. and Dorothy. We are one. So we keep on trying to separate ourselves and keep having a fragmented life. Because that's what you got. You got a fragmented life. Because if you ain't got silly Dawn coming, calling you, telling you, you know, when you going through the worst of your times, that she going to come and beat somebody up and make you laugh because you know she, you know, light as a feather. Then you missing. You fragmented. You missing out on something. If you ain't got Dawn who can come and, and speak life into your life, you know, and, and when you're going through a, a situation, you're fragmented. If I don't have you all. You know, especially the younger ones, you know, they they always bring me joy to hear of their accomplishments and the things that they go through in their lives. I love to hear it. It fuels me. And with my other sisters, my older sisters, rather, I have a different kind of relationship with them where I love when they pour into me. They love on me. They protect me. That's just the way that it is. And we're kind of funny that way. At least I am. But anyway... Don't even know why I went there because I wanted to talk about bitterness, bitterness today, bitterness that causes us to we, we, we catch on to it. And then it causes us to um, uh, be consumed by it. And it is a toxin. It is toxic. It is a cancer. It is not of God. So if you don't hear nothing else I say, I want you to hear that and allow it to resonate within you. Now, listen to this. This is, this is the part that may not seem fair. This is the part that may not seem all right and okay. Is that sometimes the path in which you got bitter is a righteous path. It's a righteous path. What kid, what kid ought not have the right to be bitter when somebody touching all on them? When somebody beating all on them? When somebody is just dogging them all the time? What kid don't have a right to be bitter? But see, you have to be smarter than the enemy. You have to be more shrewd than he is because he knows that if he plays on your emotions, he plays on on your brokenness, then he can get you to a place where he can control your life. He can control you as you grow older. They were wrong. They were wrong. Whoever called you ugly. Now I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Whoever told you that you did not make or meet the mark, whoever told you that you were not the standard, whatever man this, oh Jesus, mm. see y'all about to get me in trouble, but we got to break this mess up. I'm serious. I'm so serious. Whatever man told you that you were subpar because he wanted to go out there and be with something else. You got a right to be angry. You got a right to be frustrated. You got a right to be, you know, bitter. But what I'm telling you is, even though you have that right, it is toxic to your life. It is toxic to your life. And the way that our society is set up, the world allows us certain uh, privileges and certain rights, certain privileges and certain rights. There are certain things in this world order that if you look at our Constitution, 
It will define these things as you have a right to bear arms. You have a right to, to, to be treated as a human being and with, with dignity. But it is a privilege to get your driver's license and to drive a vehicle. You have a right to vote. You have a right to be treated equal. So just because you have a right to these things don't mean that you need to to, uh, implement them in your life. You got a right to be unforgiving. That mess they did was unforgivable. But it is causing hatred and bitterness and callousness of your heart. Causing all kinds of sickness and disease in your body. Because you can't let the bitterness go. I'm a woman, so I understand the pain and the hurt that comes from a man who who rejects you and who doesn't love you and who doesn't protect you and, and provide and care for you. I understand that. But as a woman, I also understand from a man's perspective, a woman who, you know, berates you and belittles you and treats you like you're less than a man. I get it. I got it. All of these things will cause bitterness. Going to uh, 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 being placed in a world where you have to go out into a society that automatically says you don't belong. And if you belong, if you come, if we welcome you, you definitely don't get all of the privileges and all of the benefits of belonging. I get it. Got it. Understand. For those who, you know, felt like mama loved this one better or daddy loved that one better. I got it. I get it. We were growing up and, and I would do something and mama get on my case, but, but wouldn't get on such and such case. And, and we were growing up and, and I needed this and, and mama never provided or daddy never gave it to me. I get it. But what I'm telling you today is you got to let it go. You got to let it go. I am not dismissing the pain. The, 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 the pain that you have, allow yourself to feel it, to process through it. Get the help that you need to work through it. To work through it. But I'm telling you, do all that you can to rise above it. To get on the other side of it. Because bitterness is killing you. Bitterness is killing you and it's killing the people around you. People are so bitter. They're so bitter. And I've, I've seen this. I've seen this thread through our family. I've seen it through our family. We have have suffered from so much trauma. Trauma. Through abusive behaviors, toxic behaviors that were passed down from one generation to the next. Now, don't get it twisted. I say this with all due respect. I'm not challenging my grandparents, my great-grandparents, what they did, because I'm going to be the first to tell you they did the best they could with what they had. The best they could with what they had from the ones that, that touched my generation, from, from Mary and R.T. To, to Doug, 
you know, they did the best they could with what they had from, from Granny Dot to, to Lonnie, you know, my grandfather, I never met him, never met him, but they did the best they could with what they had. So I honor them. I respect what they did for us. I love what they did for us, for my daddy, for my mother. I love them. But there has been some trauma that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. We just repeat what we learn. We don't mean no harm. We love you. We love. And and, and I'm speaking as a parent. I love all my babies. And ooh boy, them grandbabies. I love them grandbabies. But I, my love for you is perfect, not my behavior towards you. So when you think in your mind, and I pray that this is not the testimony of my children, but if it is, let me help you to get beyond it. But when you think in your mind, mama didn't cover me. Mama didn't protect me. Mama was so busy focusing on this or that that she didn't protect me. I got molested. I got physically abused. I got put down. All of these things that happened to me because mama, you are supposed to be the one to nurture me, to care for me, to nourish me, to lift me. And you didn't do it. So therefore, I'm bitter. I'm bitter, mama. I can't even feel anymore. My heart has become so callous that I cannot even feel when you tell me that you love me. (laughs) I can't feel when the world embraced me and loved me. Therefore, I reject it and I rebel against it. The people who are around me, I can't feel their love. I don't even want to be around people. I can't stand them because of the, the, you know, how you dropped the ball. Or those of you who want to say, well, daddy or father or or whatever, we didn't call my daddy, daddy. We didn't call him father. We called him butch. (laughs) But for those of you who can say, well, daddy, you didn't protect me. You didn't provide for me. You left me out there to fend for myself. You left me out there for for people to to devour me because they knew that that structure, that strength, that, you know, once they peeled beyond the layers, they knew it wasn't there. I'm bitter. I'm bitter. And that bitterness pushed me out there in those streets. It pushed me out there to think that it was okay for me to get high and drunk and all of that and go out and, and do worldly things with the world that I felt like was going to give me the love that I needed. It pushed me out there. And now, Daddy, now, Daddy, I'm, 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 I'm my fifth, sixth time going to jail. Third, fourth time on a relationship that will not work because I don't love myself enough to love others. Daddy, I'm in trouble. I'm out here in these streets running from folk that I done did wrong. Got a mark on my head that I just don't know how to get away from. Daddy, it was because you didn't take your rightful place in my life. You didn't provide for me. So it caused me to have to go out and provide for me and mama and all everybody else. I got good at the game. I went out here, I started selling dope, and and I started doing well. But guess what? I started getting high off my own supply. Now I can't function in this world, Daddy, because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Those of you who are under the sound of my voice, and I didn't even know I was going to go here. 
But daddy and mama, if life goes the way that it ought to be, they ain't going to be here as long as you walk this earth. So that bitterness, that disappointment that you feel in your heart, we got to figure out how to get above it, how to rise above it so that we can grow spiritually with Christ, so that we can grow closer to him, so that our lives will be fulfilled. We talked about it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday, having the Holy Spirit. And what does that do for you? It gives you a fulfilled life. A fulfilled life. We are living broken. I wish them I wish we had a mirror that could reflect our true selves and show us the brokenness. And I can see it in my mind now. If I was to look in the mirror. And 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 I was to see that image, I would have a piece of my uh face up top. <laughs> piece of my nose would be missing. All the back of my head might be gone. Piece of my arms, my legs, everything. If, 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 if our mirrors were reflective of how broken we are, we'd be so fragmented and, and, and you know, like a, like a jigsaw puzzle that's all pulled apart. Because we are broken and we will not take the necessary steps to get to our place of healing. I know it hurt. I know it hurt. Let me tell you something. I'm 45 years old. And I can remember the last time I boo-hoo cried. And I'm talking about boo-hoo cried. I was on a call with my sister and that was this year. Something that had happened to me, I was so hurt all over again. But when I tell you that serves me not one thing other than processing through it. Now, what I'm saying is, and I'm, I hope I'm conveying it the right way, but where my words cannot hit, the Holy Spirit will bridge the gap, I guarantee you. But I was so hurt about that situation but the thing the key was to allow yourself to process through the hurt don't dismiss it don't dismiss it because see that was the mistake I made years ago I dismissed the pain because you know in that Courtney household we grew up strong baby we grew up strong you don't you don't show your emotions You don't show how you feel because that's a weakness. So this particular thing that we were discussing, I did not, I I, I cried about it before, but with this individual, I never, never shared how I felt. I never cried to them and I never allowed myself to be vulnerable, to let them kind of cover me and protect me. In that moment, you know, so I get it. I get it. It's some stuff we struggle with. It's some, some stuff that we still, you know, even things that didn't happen to us directly, but things that we knew were going on. You know, we, we knew, we knew people thought we didn't know what was going on. We knew. And the same thing with our kids. They knew, they know, (laughs) You know, they know. And the same thing with y'all kids, young people. They're going to know. You all, you all 
Consider this. We are all human. None of us are superhuman, but we have the Holy Spirit that allows us to be holy, righteous. And and through Christ, who is perfect, we're allowed to overcome situations and circumstances. But as a human, as a person, we are all flawed. We are all imperfect. So the failures that I uh, committed as a parent, the failures, and I'm not going to call them failures because I'm going to be respectful of my parents, but the, the opportunities, <laughs> the opportunities, you know, that they had in parenting, the opportunities that their parents had in parenting, you know, these are things because we're human. We are human. This is why I'm a much better grandma than I ever was a mother. And look, I ain't ashamed to say it because we learn as we grow. And as we grow, we get to go forward and we get to do better. When we know better, we do better. But I wanted to talk about bitterness because bitterness, it, it, is, it is a stronghold that irritates me. It irritates me so much because you could be in the presence of a person. And I'm, I'm just, I, I got to be real with y'all because we got to deal with this thing. You could be in the presence of a person that is so bitter and so callous in their heart that they're envious of everything about you. In our family, uh, we, we do a lot of banter. You know, when we get together, we do a lot of banter. We we joke about each other. We tease each other. We do a lot of stuff. And and sometimes, you know, you you know when it's done and and jest and and fun and all of that. I had a cousin, uh, my dad's first cousin, but he was my cousin. And I'm telling you, I love 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 me some Jerry, my cousin Jerry. And that side of the family, the Courtney side, uh, we would go and, and visit with them all the time. And it was just something about my relationship with Jerry because uh, Jerry and Frankie, we all shared the same birthday month. And, and within days, our birthdays were, were uh, uh, days apart. And, you know, we just built a special bond, you know, Jerry and I. And every time I would see him, he, he teased me you know, call me a knucklehead or, or a jerk or something, you know, but he gave me the best hugs and, and the best encouragement, especially as I, you know, started getting older, you know, he, he was the one, <laughs> well, well, between him and, and granddaddy, you know, Don couldn't do no wrong. I was a hot mess out there, but they let them tell it. I was just, you know, whatever, but, uh, the point is, when he would tease me, I never felt, felt demeaned. I never felt put down. I never felt like he was saying it in a malicious way. But sometimes as the family, we get together and we say all kinds of nasty things and, you know, things. And, and, and we'll laugh it off like it's funny. But some folk go home wounded after they get out of your presence. Now, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you what we don't say, but we need to correct. You know, some folk will go home wounded. But anyway, um, you, can, you can tell the difference. But when you have someone who is envious and jealous of your lifestyle, you know, sometimes I, I feel uh, like we all had the same blank canvas, but we didn't all have the same tools to paint out, you know, the picture of our lives. 
And some of us had less tools than others, you know, and the picture may be further along. <clears throat> because you dipped into some other resources or God gave you some talents and gifts that others didn't have. So, you know, whatever. And other ones had more uh, tools and resources, but they, you know, their picture is less formed than the other. And then some you got that, you know, hey, they're, they're the least of all, you know, but they struggle to get that picture up. And it may be a little bit further than others. And then you got them who look at that picture and be like, oh, wow, look at that picture. I want that picture. Who are you to have that picture? Not only who are you to have that picture, I'm going to take that picture from you. I want your life. I want your, your, your success. I want your prosperity. I want everything that, that makes you shine. And see what bitterness will do is it will, it will allow that person or, or have that person to turn the, 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 the spotlight that is on that picture onto themselves. And sometimes they don't even want to turn it on themselves. They just want to turn the spotlight off. Water down and dilute the value of, of, of your successes. What you've done and what you've experienced. Uh-uh, no. No, 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 no. We got to stop. We got to stop. Ask yourself, when we get into the company of others, is your presence about what they can do for you or what you can do for them? Is your presence about, oh, I got to tell everybody what's going on in my life. Or if somebody's, if someone is sharing what's going on in their life, I got to one up them. Come on, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And if you can't stop it, inbox me. We going to work together and try to stop it together. And I'm not saying because I'm all that. I'm saying because I trust God like that. We going to pray. We going to fast. We going to get this stronghold and this demon up off of you. Stop trying to, to usurp and redirect. I, I, I'm, I'm telling y'all, I got a little, little annoyed. I got a little annoyed when, when I shared with you all how God put on my heart to come and draw the family together, you know, for prayer and, and to, to pray. I don't, I don't judge anybody who don't join with prayer. Now, now let me be clear about that. It ain't no pressure because if you don't feel it, don't join. Don't join. But I'm talking about those who were deliberate. Deliberate. And I said those. It ain't just one. So don't be thinking, oh, she talking about me. Or, or don't be thinking, oh, she talking about such and such. No, I said those. Plural. Who would, you know, put out those little innuendos. You know, little comments and stuff like that. You, you Why? Why? Why would you want to turn the family away from what is needed in this hour? Especially if you don't have a substitute. And then you have the ones that, you know, oh, oh, y'all doing that? Okay, well, I'm a plan for this at the same time. Oh, Don, can you come join? No, I will not. Get thee behind me because we are not playing games. We are not playing games. We are losing family members. We are losing family members. I don't, I can't, I can't even, I can't even go there. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> I ain't released. It's too much flesh in that. See, see how I told y'all I'm imperfect too. 
sometimes we're gonna be we I'm 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 gonna be a little a few steps ahead of y'all. Sometimes y'all gonna be a few steps ahead of me. Sometimes we're gonna be walking side by side as we go through this journey together. That's what it's all about. I'm not better than anybody. But the thing that agitates me the most is when that bitterness will cause people to try to derail what you're attempting to do. What you're attempting to do. These two things are not alike. These two things are not alike. When God says go in this direction and God gives the directive and then here you come and say, well, no, let's do this. Check it with God first. That's all I'm saying. Check it with God first because these two things are not the same. It's not the same. It's a difference between a gift, a talent, and the anointing. The anointing that comes to break up the yoke. Now, I said what I said. I meant what I meant. And I'm going to leave it right there because, like I said, it's too much of my flesh (laughs) in the middle of it. In the middle of it. But we got to get to where God desires us to be. Hence the fact that I'm not on that Facebook Live. I'm right here during the podcast. The way that I can be comfortable. Y'all should see me. Y'all should see me right now. I'm rocking, you know, all up into the to the phone. But that's my level of comfort. Some of y'all just can't see it that way. I heard um, a message one time uh, T.D. Jakes did when he talked about being in the kitchen. You know, he, he did an analogy of a restaurant. And he talked about being in the kitchen and how everybody can't be in the kitchen. Some folk just need to be in the dining area. Just stay on out there in the dining area. Let the food be prepared for you and brought out so that you can enjoy it. He went on to talk about how, you know, you might see the cook. And I I may get it wrong, but this is how I interpreted the story. You may see the cook drop a piece of food on the floor. But if you looking from that dining area and you see that, oh, no, I'm leaving this establishment. This is this is not, you know, clean. There's something wrong with them. But you don't see a few seconds later that cook takes that uh, uh, piece of food or whatever fell on the floor, throws it away and sterilize everything around it. Everybody don't need to be in the kitchen. Y'all don't need to see me. You know, I I need to stay behind the veil. I need to stay behind the veil. And since we're talking about it, I need to stay out of y'all mess, out of y'all gossip, out of y'all. Pray for me. Pray for me. Leave it there. Don't come telling me what what such and such and -and so-and-so did and what such and such and -and so-and-so said unless I need to pray. I don't want to be in nobody gossip. I don't want to be in nobody. And and listen, hear me well. Where my words stop, I want the Holy Spirit to give uh, uh, wisdom to you all. I'm 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 not being literal. I'm not being literal in this moment. Uh, and I don't know how to best articulate it because there are going to be some things that you need to share with me. You're going to have to share them with me because I need to pray. I need to you know war spiritually on behalf of the family but but some of that petty stuff don't keep it y'all y'all protect me keep it away from me keep it away from me because it's it's, it's going to make my job difficult this <laughs> oh boy imagine 
Imagine if Jesus, Jesus was called to the world. He was brought to the world. God called him to the world. And while we were yet sinners, he sent him to sacrifice his very life. But Jesus went out. He went out. He went out from amongst his own kin, his own family. Yet when you think about Noah, and and I mean, we're all his family, but I'm just talking about the ones that he grew up with, you know, his brothers and them. He went out from amongst them, even though somewhere along the journey, they reconnected. But my point is, it is difficult to be called to the family. It's difficult. Noah, you know, he did it well, but guess what? He was a wine note. And I, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be offensive to nobody. I'm just saying I understand why. <laughs> I understand why I don't drink, but I understand why. He was a wine note. So what I'm saying is, so I don't become a wine note. Y'all, keep keep some stuff away from me, okay? I love you all. Listen, I love you all the same. I don't care uh, what you out there doing. I don't care what you're not doing. Guess what? I love you. And nothing is going to change that. The difference is I just, I I cannot, I've, I've yet to learn how to navigate myself through or my way through a whole bunch of messy drama. I don't know how to do it. That that flesh thing, you know, I'm, I'm blaming it on Butch. But but my mother, Elaine, she may have a little bit of that too. <laughs> somebody, let somebody go back and tell her what I said here. But but it's the truth, you know. We, we got that that fight in us and that spunk in us, you know. And and I don't want to lose my witness with my family, you know. So, but anyway, I don't even know why I went down that path because I love you. I love you. I love you. And I take this assignment seriously. I take it seriously. We, we got to deal with the things that we need to deal with. And back to the bitterness, back to the bitterness. You know, you coming around and, and, and you know, certain family members may have a need and you know that they have a need. You, you, I know they have a need and you know that this one can help them, you know, but you want to stand and block you want to stand and block what, you know, can can help them move forward. And then, you know, with all of this spewing negativism and, 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 and negative, you know, uh, thoughts into the minds of people who not even connected. That's why that's part of the reason why I separated myself from a lot of people. I started to draw back out. I started to draw back out because the challenge for me was there were people that I allowed to walk in my inner circle that other people from the outside looking in thought that they had a an understanding or a knowledge of who I was. So some of those people, and I'm not saying all, but some of those people who allowed themselves to be adversely used by the enemy would spew lies. What 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 just you know conjure up things and and just for no reason, well it was a reason. It's because the enemy wanted to separate the anointing that is on my life that was meant for that individual. He wanted to separate them from their breakthrough, and so the enemy would use these individuals as tools. 
and, and sometimes I'm telling you, I, I, I've never asked them the question, but I bet you the ones that allowed the enemy to use them will probably look back at the, at the, he don't use you and be like, why would I do that? Why would I say that? You know, about Dawn and, and sometimes, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to say that everything you said was a lie. It was just inappropriate for you to share, <laughs> you know? Some of the stuff, you know, do be lies, outrageous stuff. Like, what? Anybody who know me, know me, know that is not me. Some stuff was taken out of context, you know, because people know, you know, I'm 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 a firecracker. And and and, and they put that firecracker scenario in a misconstrued um context. And people will believe it. And I, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, really? Really? And then other times it just be true. It just be the, the, the absolute truth. And, 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 you know, those are the times. Look, you should have covered me. Why in the world? Now, you know I was wrong. I know I was wrong. And you know that I'm humble enough to, to change. Now, why are you going to disclose that mess? Knowing that when the time come and I need to be a blessing in this person's life, you you just made it harder, if not impossible, for me to reach my assignment. So let's get back to bitterness. And I ain't even got into any of my uh, scriptures yet. But let's get back into bitterness. One of the stories that come to mind when I think about uh, the example that God gave us of what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do when it comes to bitter is the, the story about David and Saul. And I want you all to take the time. And, and, and I've been on here for too long this morning. Um, so I may not be able to get into it. And one day, maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow I'll come back and I'll, I'll really delve into it if I don't get to talking so much. But anyway, in 2 Samuel 1, uh, chapters 1 through 27, it talks about uh, that relationship between Saul and, and David. And it talks about how Saul, Saul was someone that David looked up to. He was someone that David admired. David had a lot of admiration for and towards, but Saul was bitterly jealous of David. He was envious. I ain't even going to say jealous because y'all know I got a different kind of uh, definition of jealous, you know, because we know that God is a jealous God and and jealousy to me is is a, a righteous indignation, something that belongs to me that somebody is trying to usurp, steal, or take, you know, like for instance, as a wife, I'll get jealous of the affection my husband has towards another woman because that belongs to me. That belongs to me. But envy, on the other hand, envy to me is more diabolical. You know, that's that's more ungodly per se, you know, because envy is when you want to you want to usurp or you want to take or covet what doesn't belong to you, but belongs to somebody else. For instance, a mistress who who, you know, desires the affection of your husband, but she gets upset because you getting it. (laughs) Wait a minute now. You know. All right. But anyway, uh, Saul was envious of the anointing, the leadership, the charismatic personality, the, the, the talents of David. 
He was, he was envious of that. And it caused him that bitterness, that callousness of his heart. It caused him to even desire the death of David. David honored him. David served him. David looked up to him and David did everything he could to please Saul. But Saul in his looniness, I, I believe he was mentally ill. I really do. I believe and I don't, you know, I do and I don't like these labels, but something was wrong with Saul. He was crazy out of his mind. You you can't get peace of mind unless David is soothing you with his heart. Something wrong with you. Your mind already off. But anyway, <laughs> David, David tried to honor him even to the point where he said, look, let God be the judge between you and thee. I'm not even going to touch you with my mouth. I ain't going to touch you with my hand. I ain't going to even try to kill you. He had an ample opportunity after Saul. Y'all got to read this story. I'm telling you, it's going to bless your life. It's going to bless your lives. But listen, listen, in case you don't get it, in case you don't get it. Saul and all of his, uh, um, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for right now, but, but as great as Saul was and all of his accomplishments and achievements, Saul was wrong in this scenario, in this wrong. He was, he was wrong. David is on the right side of this. Okay. So when y'all read it, just have that in the back of y'all mind, just in case y'all like, oh yeah, well, Hey, I can relate to some of these, uh, attributes of Saul. You know, I do this myself. If you do, you're wrong. Stop it. Stop it. You know, but anyway, Saul saw something in David and he initially admired it. And and the thing that I say this uh, sometimes in my other teachings, but the thing that kind of challenges me about this entire uh, passage is that how God turned Saul's heart. He he actually turned his heart. Uh, and so that, I don't know. I just still don't get that part. But if anybody does, y'all help me understand it. I just don't understand how, you know, he turned his heart. But I, I, get, I get that Saul was so far out of the will of God, right? So he, he uh, allowed him to consume himself, you know, because God will, he'll, he'll give us more of what we ask for, (laughs) even if we don't need it, you know, so that part I get, so I'm not, um, clueless about that. It's just the part that little, little bitty part about how, you know, his heart was turned against David, that part I'm still not getting, but anyway, so when it comes to Bitterness. When I look at this story and I look at, at how, you know, people who should love you can't love you because they're blocked. And some of them, some of them, I'm telling y'all the truth, some are mentally ill. Some have emotional imbalances that are caused by hormones. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. This, this might set a few people free today. Because I, I tell my kids, hey, look, when, I come, when I'm about to come on, you know, when, when those imbalances come, look, I'm sorry in advance. Because sometimes you feel like you are right, right, right. And that crazy demon come over you, <laughs> you caught off on the whole 
house. How is that ever right? How are you ever right in that instance? But I'm telling you, them hormones will make you feel like you're right. And even so much so uh, that you'll destroy a whole generation, a whole generation. You know, I was just thinking about uh, uh, a post one one day with my cousin, one of my cousins. We were talking about um, uh, PMS and you know how sometimes we go through these premenstrual syndromes and we get misdiagnosed and then you know we we go to the psychiatrist and they start giving us all these kind of medicines and then we become dependent our brain structure changes we didn't get into all of that but i'm just explaining you know but but the thing that we were talking about is just some of the uh torn relationships that we watched as we were growing up and you know it was just that aha moment like Man, I wonder if it was just that they were PMSing <laughs> when they were getting into it versus, you know, they couldn't stand each other because we would see so much love. I mean, like so much intense love, like like folk that, that they will cut you, kill you, chop you up and put you in a blender. You understand for theirs because they love each other so much. But then next thing you know, they be ready to chop each other up. So it it was it was in in jest and and lighthearted but again it was insightful for what we are going through as women nobody taught us to be careful you know that time of the month you know you 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 might want to do something to offset that hormonal imbalance and and this year i had actually my doctor prescribed me some serotonin and initially i liked it uh, you know, I like the effects that it had on me because what it was doing was boosting those neural uh, 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 transmitters to my brain, you know, telling it that, yeah, superficially, I do have the right levels of serotonin, but it started throwing my cycle off. So anyway, I liked it, you know, and I, I told people I never really smoke weed. You know, I, 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 I smoke weed a few times in my life like literally I can count on my baby said the other day three fingers I can count on three fingers how many times I actually uh smoke weed and I, I and you know I had a, a a different kind of effect than other people I got paranoid like I mean paranoid schizophrenic I mean like craziness that's why I don't do it I don't mess with that stuff but anyway it the effects of this uh, uh, drug that I was given gives me the effects that many people say they have. You know, it just made me think. And I was just like overthinking and I was focused on my thinking. And, you know, I was thinking about thinking. I was breaking down things and analyzing them to, excuse me, what I would say, the nth degree. You know, because I just was thinking, 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 thinking. Uh, So I like that part of it. But the fact that it throws off the other hormones in my body, you know, I just continue to pray and ask for forgiveness from my family when I get to that point in the month. (laughs) You know, but it ain't so bad. I think I think that uh, medicine knocked off the edge for real. You know, I'm just being real with y'all. But um Dag, what was I talking about? You know, back to bitterness. Whatever it was that I said the last thing, if y'all was paying attention, all right, keep let's let's just keep going in a direction because sometimes the actions, sometimes our 
actions uh, towards others is, is influenced by the circumstances and situations of our lives at the moment. So, you know, while I've never heard anything about Saul being, you know, a, a, a drug addict or alcoholic, but some people in our lives, they're drug addicts. They're alcoholics. They don't know. I mean, they, they lost that ability to filter their words. They've lost that ability to, to feel empathy or sympathetic towards you and your cause. So when we get into their presence and they're spewing negativism or they're, they're doing things to hurt us or things like that, you cannot let that mess stick. Now, I'm, all, I'm one that's all for setting boundaries now. We all grown. We all grown now. You know, you can set the boundaries, what what you'll tolerate and what you won't tolerate. And then you take some ownership as well to follow through on that. But some people, you know, like Saul, they they love you, but they hate you. That's why they're haters. That's why when you come into their presence and you're talking about, you know, your life and the great things that's going on, they're always trying to water it down, dilute it. They're always trying to, you know, uh, uh, demean or belittle what you've accomplished. And it's like, no, 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 Saul, cut it out. (laughs) I wish, I wish we had an app on our phone, you know, some Saul identifiers. So, so we know just right when we in a present, okay, we dealing with a saw. So, so we have the, the tools that we need to deal with them. All right, saw, let God be the, the judge between you and, and me. I'm not even going to judge you. I'm not even going to deal with, with your foolishness because I know if, if anybody need music to soothe them and need me to play this harp, you, you crazy already. So I'm going to give you a little pass right now. I'm not even going to let your words penetrate me, penetrate my heart, hurt me like they have in the past. If it was if it was a, a way, you know, maybe maybe God would give us an opportunity. Maybe we'll have a soothing harp song. <laughs> a soothing harp song. That when we get into these people's presence, if we turn that song on and they calm down, uh, there go your song. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, you know, it's some people that are envious and that they are bitter and they're going to continue to be bitter. They're going to continue to be envious. And until they get delivered, until they get delivered. But we got to we got to be on the right side like David. No, I'm not going to retaliate. I, now, I will set my boundaries. You know, Saul, remember when, when Saul sent him up to, to send David to uh, go kill Goliath? He said, look, take my armor. Take my suit. I want you to go kill him in my suit. See, don't don't a lot of Saul's do that. Oh, I, I, I want to get the glory. I want you to look like me when you go do the work. No, uh-uh. I don't need your armor. I don't need your... <laughs> I don't need it. You keep your own stuff, Saul. I got this. I got this. I'm going to go on up that hill and I'm going to kill that filthy uh, Philistine. You uncircumcised. I I love that line. Woo, boy. (laughs) I love that line. When David told him, he said, who do you think you are? You filthy, uncircumcised 
Philistine. Who do you think you are? You ain't going to kill nobody. Not today. I love that. I love that. But David wanted to put his garb. He wanted to put his image. He wanted to put himself on top of the anointing that God sent to go handle the job. How many saws we got in the family? How many saws? If you identify yourself as Saul, guess what? Ain't nobody condemning you. We just saying stop. Stop. Stop being a Saul. And the only way you're going to stop being a Saul is it's a couple of ways. <laughs> it's a couple of ways. But the lasting way, the lasting way is to seek, receive, obtain deliverance. Get delivered. Get delivered. You could pop a pill. You could drink a drink. You could smoke a whatever. That may give you temporary uh, ease off of this Saul thing, off of being this Saul. But I'm telling you, if you get delivered, you'll stop hurting your family. You'll stop being hurt yourself. Who who wouldn't want to, to fall in love with David? To fall in love. I mean, look, he, he had his flaws, but I love me some David, boy. I love some David. He was wrong for a lot of the things he did, but I love me some David. Saul would have been more fulfilled had he embraced David versus trying to kill him. Ridiculous. How many Saul's out there in the family want to kill your image? Sit up and talk. Dog you out. Dog your name out to people that are not connected with you. And and, and look, y'all got some ownership too because you adopt the opinions of people that, that get to know somebody for yourself. Stop listening to folk that, that go back. Now listen, they talking about this individual. Guess what? They talking about you too. They going to others and talking about you. So, so get to know people for yourself. Get to know people for yourself. Saul wanted to murder. He wanted to kill. He wanted to steal. He wanted to steal David's honor, his glory, his testimony. He wanted to kill his influence, his credibility, his ability to to conquer and to overcome and to pull the people out. And he wanted to destroy. He wanted to destroy everything about this man. He wanted to destroy him from being able to bring the people out. Every time you in somebody's presence, you got something negative to say about somebody in the family who's trying to help. And, and, and everybody don't try the same way. It may not be perfect. It may not be right. But why are you going and spewing negativism? Stop. Cut it out. Stop it. And because you are in close proximity to somebody and folks too lazy to get to know people for themselves, they believe your lies. They believe it. A lot of them who were following Saul because of his position, they believe every little lie he was saying about David. Instead of them trying to get to know for themselves. But guess what? It was a Jonathan. Ah, Jonathan. That was David's right-hand man. That was Saul's son. He said, "Uh uh-uh, no, Dad. I I know David. 
I know David. Not only that, I trust David not just with your life. I trust him with mine. He trusted David so much that when he knew that Saul was plotting to kill David, he went and told him. He said, look, uh, I got to tell you something about what my daddy is doing. You ain't even going to believe it. But guess what? You got to protect yourself because he is he is for real, for real, trying to kill you. He ain't playing. He trying to kill you for real, for real. So you better get your, your, your ducks in order. You better get your armor right because uh, he's powerful. And a lot of these family saws, they powerful. They're powerful. They can kill you. They can stunt your growth. They can kill. Oh, boy. I want to get off of this. I really do. I really do. But we got to do better. We got to do better. And I, I want to stop and pause right here. If I've been a saw to any family member, forgive me. Forgive me. I'm, I'm telling you. I love my family so much and I have been broken over the years. I've done some things. I apologize. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, from the youngest baby to the oldest. It breaks my heart that I don't have the relationship I've desired to have with my nieces and nephews. You know, I just, I, I, I don't come around as much as I could. But forgive me, baby, forgive me. If I, if you felt like I was a saw, if you felt like I tried to steal your, you know, your character, destroy, kill, you know, any of that, forgive me. I'm sorry. I tell you one thing, I won't do it again. And I apologize for what I've done in the past. And I'll do my best to try to recompense and pay for my sins as it relates specifically to your life. Tangible steps. Not just by my words, but by my deeds. Okay? So anyway, uh, I'm almost, what, an hour and a half into this? But I feel good. So y'all, listen, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I did a good job. And I'm praying that God will increase, that he'll increase. Now, I've I've sown the seed. And for some of this in here, I watered it as well. But the... That that I have not watered, I pray that other family members will come and water, water, water so that we can grow because God will indeed give the increase. Now, Father God, as we end this this time together, Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord God, that you will allow this to hit the ears of those who need to hear, those who need a breakthrough from you, Lord God, those who are struggling with bitterness, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us to reflect on the life of David and Saul, Lord God, that we will learn the lessons from their mistakes, that we will learn the lessons from their victories, Lord God. We will apply and implement them in our very own lives. Father, I thank you. I bless you. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen.